I love that this we've been in this series. It's been awesome. Summer Vibes has been a vibe. It's been very, very cool. Um, you've been spoiled. You may not know this. Sometimes you need somebody else to tell you that you've been spoiled, right? So you need somebody else to come in and say, wow, you, you not only get to sit under Pastor Joshua and Pastor Kyra, but Pastor Chow and Chris brought a word last week. It has been something else. So I'll try not to mess it up. Okay, I'll try not to mess it up. I'll try to keep in that vibe. Uh, and, and one of the things that I know is that I, I'm guilty of this, and you may be guilty of this as well, is we'll hear something when it comes to Scripture, or it's a great sermon, a great message, and, and we'll hear it, and then we'll just quickly move on. And I'll go, okay, well, what about next Sunday? What about next Sunday? What about the next thing? And I failed to actually apply what I heard the Sunday before. And I know you're a note-taking church, and I'm a note-taking person myself. But oftentimes I'll look back and I'll see all these notes that I took in the moment, but I failed to look back at. And the scripture is a notebook, but it's one that we open time and time again. It remains fresh. It remains real. It remains applicable to your lives. And as we preach out of the word of God, Maybe you need to go back. Maybe you need to listen to a podcast. Maybe to go back on YouTube. We need to go back and re-listen to some of the scripture, some of the words, some of the encouragement that your pastors have given you over the years, over the months, and be reminded of just how faithful God is in your life. Because in my life, again, bring out that, bring out that little, uh, I'm a visual person, so I'm gonna have to give you some visual here. The scripture, thank you. How about our production team? Come on. All the things, you have no idea what happens to go online, to go to go live in worship, to do all the things. Like, this production team, you have to give it up for them again because they're incredible. And if you don't know anything about production, you know nothing about production, but you're like, I want to know how that works, then you should be a superhero, then you need to sign up and be on the production team. Um, or kids team. How about kids? Kids, highlight kids, taking care of your family, taking care of your kids so you don't have to chase your kids in this room. Okay, so that's that's real life. Um, but back to paint. See, I get off on these tangents. Y'all have to reel me in. Um, but I tell you, oftentimes the word of God and these sermons, these messages that we hear, we, they're like this can of paint where we say, I got it. I got it, but I haven't applied it. All the, all the walls in my house, they keep, they're white. I don't understand why they're still white. Because you got all this paint that's just sitting there. You go, you go out and you buy the paint. You buy another can of paint. You buy another can of paint. You want to paint your, your bathroom one color, your kitchen one color, your room one color, the hall's a different color. And, and then you just keep coming home to white walls. And you're like, but I got the paint. You keep coming home to the same scenario. You keep coming back to the same prayers. You keep asking God for the same thing. And he's like, I already gave you what you need. But you have to apply it. 
He, the, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's the same. It's the same 2,000 years old, 4,000 years old, Old Testament, New Testament. It is the same. The same love, the same grace, the same forgiveness, the same mercy, the same direction that you need. And you say, I'm going to get it on Sunday, and then I'm going to put it down for the rest of the week. I'm going to go to the store, and I'm going to pick it up, but I'm not actually going to apply it. So I get, I get the honor of being a, the big brother, right? So if you got any older siblings, they, you love them, but they challenge you just a little bit. I'm a big brother myself, and, you know, there's some things that my little brother, and I'm like, he's 10 years younger than me, and I go, bro. What are you doing, bro? He's got to do it on his own. He's got to figure it out. And, and that's part of life. But I'm here to challenge you a little bit. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to continue on what God is doing. But ultimately, I want to see how the scripture has applied to your life. So I asked. I asked. This is where you get to hear from you. I could tell you. But it's a whole lot easier to hear from yourself on what God is doing. So I asked the staff. I said, I need three people. So are you ready? You're sweating yet? They're going to come find you. No, we asked three people in advance. We asked three people in advance to share what they've applied. Because James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Apply. That's good. Don't just hear it. Apply it. So I asked the staff to find three people to share what they've applied in this summer vibe series. So you chat, Pastor Chow, you got somebody? Why don't you bring him up here so we can all see him? We got online's gotta see. Online's gotta see Trevor. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. I'm, my name is Trevor Smith. I serve on first impressions and uh, I was listening to week one of the summer vibes with Pastor Josh and he spoke to me about prayer and being in my prayer closet. Um, so I, I know all of us know that prayer is important, but if you take a look at Jesus' life, he always took time to by himself and um, I had to take that lesson for me so even last night I made time to get in my prayer closet and talk to the Lord because I, I love um, I have loved ones in my life who are going through, through some things as we all are and um, I had to give my burns to him and the situation did not change overnight but I felt better when I left my prayer closet than when I went in because I know God's working and I encourage you guys with the same thing that's great that's great, that's great. we got one more bring him on up come on up the park king, the park king right here. That's right. The park king right here. Yeah. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Dennis. I serve in the parking parking team. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I took out of uh, week two um, was basically um, knowing that Paul was sitting in a prison and um, you know he was dealing with uncertainty. And uh, I know that some of us are not, well, most of us are not in prison, you know, but dealing with uncertainty, we can all relate to that. But um, what he taught me was, is that through the circumstance and through everything, just hold on to your faith, um, that, that knowing that whether you live or die, um, just holding on to your faith is going to give God glory. Yeah. And uh, he's going to honor that. Um, and then again, how I've been applying it is uh, saying, okay, well, I have faith. Let me share my faith mm. with others. Let me share, uh, let me share my testimony and, uh, let me share what God has been doing within me and what the church has been doing for me. So, so that's one thing that I've been applying. That's awesome. Yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that. 
One more. All the way from the back. Let's go. Hi, Lorena, Usher team. Usher team? <laughs> um, so I'll keep mine short just because, you know, it makes me nervous being up here. Um, but no, just focusing on how Christ loved and cared for others. Um, just making sure that it doesn't happen here within the church, but also outside of the church. Um, whether that means calling people, praying for them, smiling more at work, even when we don't want to. Um, but mainly focused on what Chris said last week, slapping some love on everything, every situation that comes our way. Um, but just knowing that everything that we do, do it the way Christ acted, the way he loved on people, the way he cared on people. And um, I do feel that that just comes back in return 10 times more. Amen. And so, yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. Application. Application. And, you know, what's so great is that, that love piece. Love is what separates us. Love is what we show to people. That love of Christ is how it, it changes everything. It's not your opinion. It's not... It's not your, your, your position. It's, it's who you are. Who you are is greater than what you do. And who you are in Christ, how you show that to others, that love is what changes everything. And, uh, you know, I, we, we you, again, you, don't, you don't, may not know me. Some of you do, some of you don't. So let me introduce you to my family. You'll see a picture on the screens here. And um, that's, my, that's my incredible crew. So we've got uh, to my right there, you've got Madeline. She is going to be three in November, and she is potty training, so you can pray for us. And, uh, and then you've got Isaac right there. He's just turned five in May, and then my beautiful wife, Ashley. And um, I tell you, I show, every time I show this picture, you've got to know um, not, not just the picture. The picture tells a story, but you don't know the whole story. And we went seven years of trying and praying and of frustration in our faith and discovering what God wanted us to know is that he was the center of our family, not our kids being the center of our family, not even ourselves being the center of our family, but he was the center of it. And when we discovered that, then we were able to truly know that no matter what, if we were to have kids or not, God remained the same. And through that discovery, God blessed us. And, you know, seven years later, we actually, uh, you know, celebrated our 10-year anniversary <laughs> with a child, which was incredible. So it was like, we had this 10-year plan. We're going to go out. We're going to go somewhere for our 10-year anniversary. And, uh, you know, then we had a one-month-old. So that didn't happen. But we just celebrated 15 years and God's faithfulness every step of the way. And, uh, and Madeline, Madeline just surprised us. We didn't even think we we're going to have another kid. And then Madeline's like, oh, you didn't even leave me out of this. <laughs> so God blessed us again. But uh, the opportunity that we have to share, as Dennis said, like to share what God is doing, that's where it's at. That's how we grow. And, and you know, that love that we share. Isaac told me the other day, he said, I love you, Daddy. I said, I love you too, bud. And he looked back at me and he goes, I love everyone. 
And if we, I think that childlike faith that is represented, that, that Christ encouraged, it's like to have that childlike faith, to let the little children come unto me, because he knew that if we continue that love, that's what changes the world. Christ's love is what changed the world. Not my opinion, not, not my perspective, not how I vote or how, you know, all the things that the world will tell us will change the world. When Jesus is the only one that will actually change the heart, which changes the world. So I'm here to remind you, I'm here to take you down a little bit of memory lane, take you down the journey of highlight. Because I think that when we look at our lives, we see, we fail to see God's faithfulness. We're always asking him for what's next, but to look back and to say thank you makes a huge difference in your perspective. And so when I look at Highlight Church, I think to myself, man, I'm reminded of back in the day, 2015, when a small group of people, four or five people just decided they were going to go to some random conference because I appreciate the honor, but I am not a big deal. I, you, you cannot Google me and like find a bunch of sermons, right? It's like, wait, what, what? Um, it, but this small team came to this conference in North Carolina seven years ago with a dream and a vision and, an, and, a, and a desire. And we started a conversation. And Judah is like months old. Pastor Joshua and Pastor Kyra had baby Judah just hanging out. Look, look at that guy. Come on. So baby Judah, and he's crying in the back. And I could tell they were like, oh, gosh, what are, we're going to interrupt the whole thing. And I called them to the front because they were standing. I said, you don't even be standing with that baby. Come on to the front. And from there, we had lunch. We had that conversation. We start, I started to hear the calling and the vision of Highlight Church. Then you kind of skip forward a little bit. They go, we're, we're, I remember the phone calls and the voice memos and the conversations that we continue to have of like, I, th I think we're leaving Florida. I think we found a place. We're visiting Gaithersburg. We hadn't, they didn't decided that Gaithersburg was the spot. We're visiting Gaithersburg. We decided Gaithersburg. We're moving to Gaithersburg. All right, we're going to launch. We, we're, here we are. Where we're at. Where we're going to launch. We're getting ready to celebrate. Now you're getting ready to celebrate seven years. Of God's faithfulness. And Shady Grove, right? The setup and the breakdown and, and the, 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 the stage and the lights and getting there at who knows what time, four or five o'clock in the morning to try to set up all these things and do all this stuff. And to see the, the growth of the church, to continue to see the growth, you have a, a physical reminder in Judah. Like if you wonder, if you go, okay, well, where are we at as a church? Where are we at? Where are we go? It feels kind of good, but where are we at? And maybe some of you don't know where we've been. You have a physical reminder when you see Judah, because now that boy is seven years old and he is hitting home runs and he is a beast, right? Pastors are traveling right now at some baseball tournament doing something. And, and it's like, oh, because when I see Judah, Judah's a couple years older than Isaac. And I go, you think you're grown. You, you act grown, but you're not grown. And I think that as a church, I'm here to remind you today that 
it looks, we are growing. We've got an online family that is growing. We've got in-person that is growing. We are growing, but we're not grown. And so today's title this morning is Grown-ish. Grown-ish. So we're going to look at Philippians 3. Philippians 3, let me hit a couple scriptures here. 12 through 16, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of of what for which is Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of this, then, who are mature, should take care, should take such a view of things. And if some, if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. I, I see that God in these scriptures has something specific to challenge you in, specific to encourage you in, specific for you to apply. Because you're, you may even in your own individual faith think that you're grown. Or you're intimidated by the fact that you're not growing the way that you thought you would. Either way, God has got you on a plan. And God, is, God sees you. God knows you. God knows that as you find yourself in him and as you love him, you'll be able to love others. I want to share a couple of quick scriptures with you. And they're insightful to show you that Jesus knows what he's doing. So Jesus knew that from the very beginning, he, he was there. We saw him in physical form in the New Testament, but Jesus was there at the very beginning. And in Leviticus... God shares this. I know that that's in your daily reading, Leviticus. You like open up Leviticus. You're like, yes, I need a word from God this morning. I'm open Leviticus. <laughs> Leviticus 19, 18 says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You go, part of that sounds familiar. Matthew 22 37 through 39, the Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is reminding people of what he's already told them. He's going to remind you today of what he's already told you. What he's already told you through your pastors, what he's already told you in your personal life, what he's already told you through worship, what he's already told you in your job, in your finances, in your physical health. He's already told you these things. He's just going to remind you of them. He's reminding them through Philippians. So verse 12, not that I have already attained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You know, it's that press on. It's that running that race. It's that going forward towards a goal. And and what I realize that in my own life, that when I run, when I race, 
I don't race anymore because I don't like to run. Okay. You, but I also realize that you don't win the races that you don't run. If I don't enter the race, then I can't win the race. I also know that I have to have a specific attitude if I am going to win that race. There is, there is something with just running a race, and then there's a different attitude in winning the race. If I'm just going to run the race, all right, I'm going to train, I'm going to practice, I'm going to figure it out. But if I'm going to win, it takes a whole nother mindset. And I think that the effort that we show to grow as Christians, it's all in your mindset. Are you going to grow? Are you going to be one that just runs the race or one that wins the race? One that strives to go and make a difference as God has called us to, as Christ reminded us to, and as Paul challenged us to. We've got to be able to give the proper effort. So here's what I want to hit with you guys this morning. I'm going to hit you with a few things that are very applicable. You can apply one of them. Maybe you need to apply one of them. <laughs> Maybe you need to apply all of them. Maybe you need to apply some of them. But there's something that you can apply. Because if God is the great I am, and we are a reflection of who he is, then shouldn't we be? We should be some things. We should be that reflection. If he, if he is everything, then we should be a reflection of that. So I'm going to hit you with some bees this morning, okay? No queen bees, just bees, okay? That's good. So be realistic. Be realistic in your faith. I fall into comparison. Well, they figured it out, and it seems like they've got it together, so why don't I have it together? God created you individually to have a relationship with you individually. So how you grow is between you and him. And you shouldn't be discouraged by anybody else. And you shouldn't, if you're farther along than someone else, you shouldn't hold that over them. My son is like this. He's like, Daddy, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, what can I do when I'm bigger? What can I do when I'm bigger? I want to be, I want to be grown. I want to be bigger. I want to be, when I'm older, when I'm, you're, you're missing what God wants for you to have in this season. How many of you want to go back to being five years old and everything provided for you? Nap times, play times, feed me when I'm hungry, right? Like, what, son, trust me, you're just going to need to hold on to this as long as you can hold on to it. There will be time for that. But be realistic. Be realistic in your progress and your process. Because the process that you're in right now is for purpose. It may not seem like it when you look at your bank statement. <laughs> it may not seem like it when you look at your career. It may not seem like it when you look at your family. It may not seem like it when you look at your relationships. But it's in process. Be in the word. Be taught the word. Be in prayer. 
if you're in, if this is all part of being real, realistic, I can't expect things to change if I'm not real about where I'm at. Because faith is the starting line. Growth is the race. And we finish together with Christ. So you go, where are you in that process? Are you at the starting line? Are you running? Are you finishing? Where, where are you? Are you closer to finishing? And only you can determine that with Christ. So don't be frustrated. Be realistic. Second thing is this. Be forgetful. Verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Forget the things that are behind me. Wait a minute, pastor. You just said that I got to remember. Now you're telling me that I got to forget? What? Could you please make sense? Well, welcome to the word of God. Okay. (laughs) Because what God wants to do in your life is stretch you in a place of trusting him. So sometimes I'll tell Isaac one thing, and then I'll tell him the other thing, and he'll, he'll catch me. He's so smart, right? But, Daddy, you said this. Yeah, but this is a different situation. It's a different context. You can't apply the same things to, the, to different situations. You learn to adapt. So be forgetful. Well, how do I be forget? How do I remember and also forget? Because you got, you got to forget some of that past that God freed you from. But... You also got to remember that he brought you from it. How do I do that? How do I do that? How do I do that? So let me give you a practical handle. Again, I'm I'm a visual person. I'm trying to figure this out. So I don't use my rear view mirror to drive. I use it for reference. I use it to reference my surroundings But if I focus, if I start driving forward and I'm only looking at the rearview mirror, that's not going to be a good situation. But if I don't reference my rearview mirror, that's also not going to be a good situation. Okay? So be forgetful, but be reminded. Be forgetful. Okay, God, I am not that person anymore, but I remember where you brought me from. That is what Paul is trying to tell people. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Focused on what's ahead, but referenced to what's behind. Verse 14. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Be focused. Be focused. It takes a mindset. It takes an attitude. Athletes get this better than anybody else. They have this like almost cutthroat, you know, attitude. I watched, um, how many of you watched The Last Dance? Anybody watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan? You should watch The Last Dance. What's the matter with you? Um, Man, I'm getting old. I turned 44 in three days. So I'm getting old. I'm realizing the generational gaps now. So, um, Starting to realize, like, and, and what's funny is I saw this on um, Instagram recently. Michael Jordan and Tom Brady were in the Bahamas, just like, you know, chilling in the Bahamas. Michael hasn't been in the league in 20 plus years. And, and it's like, 
he just pulls up, him and Tom Brady just pull up on a court in the Bahamas and play two on two with these guys. And these two guys are like, you know, Michael, Mike, he just like does his classic step back, like fade away, boom, like, and, and he looks at the guy and he's like, you don't know who Michael Jordan is? You better YouTube that. <laughs> right? But he has that attitude still. He has the attitude of an athlete. He has that, that focus that only comes in. And different, you know, different athletes at different times will always have that. You can love them, you can hate them, but they got the focus. And they've been where no one else has gone. And they set, they set the bar. And Paul is setting the bar for the Philippian church. Setting the bar for highlight to be focused on the prize that is head. The prize of eternity. Because I can be focused on my family, my finances, my physical health, my mental health. I can be focused on all the things that, that really move me forward. Or I can be focused on eternity, on legacy, on making a difference in people's lives that God and Christ challenged us to do. It doesn't mean I forget these things. It doesn't mean I can't focus on both. It means that when I'm focused on eternity, I submit all of that to God. I submit my finances to you. That's why I give. That's why I trust you. Because it doesn't make sense for me to do that. I submit serving to you. I ain't got time for that. Really? You know how busy my life is? I ain't got time to be a superhero. But uh, Lance, my guy Lance... He worked, he, he wouldn't want me to tell you this, but I'll tell you anyway. He worked last night until 3.30 in the morning, then turned around, came here playing bass this morning for you, for the glory of God. So you can make an excuse or you can make a difference, but that's up to you on whether or not you're going to apply the words that you hear. Be focused. Verse 15. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if some, at some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Be engaged. Be engaged. You've got to be engaged in the culture. You've got to be engaged in this world. You can't just be floating through... you. But at the same time, you cannot be a distraction. Because my opinion and your opinion doesn't matter. What matters is the word of God. So we live in a comment world. (laughs) We live in an opinion-based world. How you vote, what you choose for, what, what you choose to support, what you choose not to support. All these things can actually be a distraction from the love of God. And some people will use Jesus as the platform for whatever they think is important. But let's be be reminded that Jesus himself was hung on a cross. Because I don't know if we would all accept Jesus for who he was today. Because he was pretty bold. And he showed people the love of Christ no matter what. He showed people the love of God no matter what. Are we showing the love or are we showing our opinion? When we're engaged in culture, be engaged, but don't be a distraction. Be engaged in love. 
Be engaged with one another. Be on a team. Be regular. Whether it's joining online or being in person. Like create consistency in your life. That is what Paul is challenging people to do. Is like don't just show up to church once a month or when you feel like it. Don't just open the word of God when you feel like it. If I did the things that I felt like doing, then my kids would probably be starving. I wouldn't have a house. I would, you know, I would, I, de- I definitely wouldn't be married because there are times where it's difficult. There are great times, but if I just did the things that I felt like doing, Ashley would not want to be with me because I don't feel like taking out the trash. I don't feel like doing the dishes. I don't feel like paying the bills. But, yeah, but if, I don't, if I just don't do the things I don't feel like doing, then get, guess what? <laughs> there are consequences to that. So be engaged. Be engaged together. Sometimes you need accountability. Sometimes you need friendships. Sometimes you need that light group to follow up with you, to pray with you, to encourage you, to challenge you. Sometimes you need to be that person to challenge someone else. Be engaged. The last thing is this, verse 16. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. What we've already attained. Celebrate where God has already brought you from. Be encouraged. Be encouraged at what God has already done and what he wants to do and what he's going to do. Because you may think you're grown, but you're just grown-ish. I realize every decade that passes me, I go, I do not I did not know the things that I thought that I knew. The perspective that I get. And and oftentimes, you know, we'll all tell our parents, we'll all tell our bosses, we'll all tell everybody else, yeah, we got it figured out. And they're like, all right, you'll learn. My five-year-old, my two-year-old, they will tell me what they want to do. They got it figured out. They don't know that oftentimes I'm just trying to protect them from themselves. God is trying to oftentimes protect you from yourself. Be encouraged of what God has done, of what he's doing, of what he's going to do. Because so many of you have already attained salvation. You've already experienced forgiveness, healing, resurrection, baptism, you're, you're highlighting the city. You're a part of the legacy. Some of you need to take that step. But don't just act grown. Keep growing. That's what Summer Vibes is about. That's what Philippians is about. It's an encouragement to believers. Keep going. Keep going wherever you're at, in the darkest place, in the brightest place. Keep going. Hopefully today you've had the opportunity to be encouraged, but to also be challenged. Because over and over and over in Scripture again, Old Testament, New Testament, and it continues on. Your pastors will continue to do this. They will challenge you and encourage you. You should feel a little uncomfortable every time you leave on Sunday. Okay? 
I got to do that now. That's right. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Let's keep growing together. Let's keep pressing on and striving for what is ahead. Because when we look back, I get to look back over the last seven years at Highlight and see the growth. And I want to look back seven years from now and see more in your personal life and in your church life. 